This is your wake up call. The Breakfast Club, the show you love to hate. From the East to the West Coast. DJ Envy. Angela Yee. Charlemagne the God. The realest show on the planet. This is why I respect this show, because this is a voice to society. Changing the game. You guys are the, the coveted morning show, but y'all earn that. Impact in the culture. They wake up in the morning, and they, they want to hear that Breakfast Club. The world's most dangerous morning show. We in the mother... We in the... Yo, 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 Good morning, Charlamagne sounds different. Good morning, Angela Yee. Hey, good morning, DJ Emmy. Charlamagne the God. Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what? Oh, no, it's Friday. It's Friday! Yeah, why'd you just do the hump day? Because that ain't, I don't do that part of the show. That's Charlamagne. He's he's running a little late. Traffic was a little crazy this morning out here. Why? What's going on? I don't know. I don't know if it was accidents. I don't know if people are getting out of town because, of course, this is a three-day weekend. But traffic was a little crazy this morning. It's not a three-day weekend for us. Not for us, but for, I believe, uh, federal workers, banks, things like that, they have off. So, not -hmm. for us, though. Well, I'm in the A. I'm in Atlanta. Mm Mm-hmm. We didn't have any traffic problems out here this morning. No, I was. Uh, you went last night. You went to Ti's uh, listening session. You also went to the Trap Museum. How was all that? Yes, I went to the Trap Music Museum. As soon as I got off the plane, I was like, "Let me go here now." Mm-hmm. Shout out to Tracy from Epic who set everything up, and it's a good thing I went when I did. First of all, the Trap Museum is a dope idea. Like I had no idea what to really expect when I got there. Right. But all of first, when you walk in, there's like a whole timeline of trap music and how it first started, when the phrase first came about. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of information on the wall. Uh, and then as you go through, each artist that he highlights has their own exhibit. Right. And there's different rooms like a kitchen where you might start up where every trap artist would have started off in the kitchen cooking things up. Gotcha. There's bricks and everything in there, a stove, um, a scale, all of that stuff. There's even a um, prison cell that they have as part of the exhibit and different profiles of artists who have been incarcerated and things like that. It's like a lot of different things, all kinds of information about Atlanta and how many people have been uh, in jail and the and all of the statistics mm-hmm. and everything. It was very educational, but then there's some great artwork on top of all of that. That's dope. Now, you know, um, I actually was supposed to get 2 Chains. You know, 2 Chains has a pink car. Charlamagne just walked in. 2 Chains has a pink car. That, that car is actually, part of the exhibit. Yeah, I was going to use it for my car show, but T.I. took the car before I grabbed it, so I was trying to get it for the car show. But I heard I heard, I heard, it's a dope exhibit. Next time I go to Atlanta, I'm definitely going to check it out. What up, Charlamagne? What's happening? Now, you, know, Sh- my, you know, my sleep schedule is off because, you know, I got a newborn baby in the house. I lied for you already. I said it was traffic. No, there was no traffic. I just overslept. Yeah, I, ain't lying wow. for you no more. I didn't realize you just lied. I just lied, trying to lie for us. Like it was mad traffic this why would morning. You lie like that. I was trying to help you out, bro. But yeah. that's what people do when you try hey, to help. You know what it is? See, you know how football. You know how football is a game of inches. Morning radio is a game of minutes, right? right so right. if your alarm clock goes off at four twenty, you got to get up at four twenty. And that gives you enough time to take a shower, brush your teeth, meditate, read your daily affirmations, and get to work before 6 a.m. You wake up just a little bit after that. That's true. 4.25, 4.30. Put that on the schedule, and that's what time you're going to get to work. If you get to work usually 5.50, and you like 10 minutes behind, you're going to get to work 6.03. Oh, well, I ain't, yes. I ain't lying for you no more. Well, I ain't no need to lie. I told everybody, I was like, yo, it's mad traffic. I see he's probably just running. He got caught up in traffic. I mean, you can't just lie for people, and y'all don't corroborate the lie together. You, right. know, you know, as a man, you feel bad, right? Like, when your wife is, like, having to be up with the baby and getting up and breastfeeding, like, you feel bad just laying there asleep. 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just sit up for no reason. I ain't helping y'all. Offer to hold the baby for no reason. Then you feel you. bad because the baby trying to go for your nipples and you like, nah, boo. I ain't got that. You know? Mm. Back to your mama. All right, well, let's get the show cracking, loose mm. booty. Oh, you got your, your next up? Loose booty got to do with it. Oh, because you got your next colonic today. Segue. Yes, I do have a, my third I, I just thought about today. it. I just thought about loose don't, booty. Don't do that. Don't do it. Don't think about my booty open. I'm sorry. This time of morning. Please. I'm sorry. Yeah, I haven't even had my green tea yet. You know, come on. What's wrong with you? All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Comedian Rob Stapleton will be joining us this morning. We'll kick it with him. Yes, Rob will be here. One of the New York kings of comedy. And also from Love & Hip Hop Miami and the group Pretty Ricky, Pleasure P will be joining us. Yes. So uh, we'll talk to all of them. And we got front page news. Very black show this morning we're offering. Very black. Yes, we are going to talk about Kavanaugh, his final arguments, because today is the day they are voting whether or not he will make it to be Supreme Court justice. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Waiting for you. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. What's happening? Good morning. Happy Friday, goddammit. Devil no, damn it. Whatever. Don't forget, get it off your chest is uh, after this. So if you want to... Uh, if you're pissed off, you need to vent a little bit, or you want to spread some positivity, 800-585-1051. Get on the lines right now. But let's get into some front-page news. What are we talking about, Yee? Uh, we're talking about Kavanaugh, because today is the day they are voting whether or not he will make it to be a Supreme Court justice. Now, if you guys remember, some of the things that are coming into question for people, because this wasn't part of the FBI investigation, was whether or not Brett Kavanaugh lied under oath about drinking. Now, here's what he said originally. I drank beer with my friends. Almost everyone did. Sometimes I had too many beers. Sometimes others did. I liked beer. I still like beer. But I did not drink beer to the point of blacking out. And I never sexually assaulted anyone. Now, originally, this all started with the accusation of sexual assault from Christine Blasey Ford. She says that he assaulted her at a high school party back in the 80s. He's denied those misconduct allegations, but he's also said certain things about himself and what he was like growing up and being a a college student and even a high school student. Well, one of his roommates from college, Jamie Roach, actually testified. And here's what he had to say about Kavanaugh's drinking. It's not only did I know that he wasn't telling, you know, the truth. I knew that he knew that he wasn't telling the truth. My recollection of my experience with him was that he was drunk frequently, that it wasn't uh, drunk to the point of having trouble getting up every month or two, it was frequently. I would say with some confidence it was at least once, maybe twice on the weekends. Uh, It may have even been uh, during the week. Well, if he was drinking that much in black and out, he probably really don't remember. Right. And, and by the way, this is CNN, not under oath. I didn't, he wasn't testifying. But yes, that was him, his old roommate on CNN, saying what he recalled and him stumbling into the room all hours of the night. So people th- are basically saying that you're supposed to be a Supreme Court justice, but you're supposed to hold you to this high standard of having people's lives in their hands and honesty and truth. And mm-hmm. if you're lying about yourself, well, he himself, Brett Kavanaugh, has said that he was very emotional last Thursday. He said, more so than I have ever been. I might have been too emotional at times. I know that my tone was sharp. And I said, if few things I should not have said. I hope everyone can understand that I was there as a son, husband, and dad. Yeah, I don't know who's telling the truth and who's not telling the truth, but I do know that there's no need to lie under oath about, you know, heavy drinking in college. Like, who can't not relate? At all. I didn't go to college, but I'm pretty sure a lot of y'all that did go to college can relate to heavy drinking A lot of college. people did. A lot of people. Okay. Heavy drinking. <laughs> heavy. Even when I DJ colleges, it's always heavy beer, heavy drinking. And, and, and you drink things like grain alcohol that are definitely way too strong, way stronger than you anticipated. Now, retired Supreme 
Supreme Court Justice John Paul Stevens said yesterday that Brett Kavanaugh, who he once had said was praised and everything, and, you know, he talked about him in one of his books. He said that he does not belong on the Supreme Court now, so he has had a change of heart, it seems like. He said, at that time, I thought Kavanaugh had the qualifications for the Supreme Court should he be selected. I've changed my views for reasons that have no relationship to his intellectual ability. I feel his performance in the hearings ultimately changed my mind. Yeah, I mean, if he's lying under oath now, then that's the character flaw that he's dealing with in his 50s. So if you are lying under oath in your 50s, then yes, you do not deserve to serve on the Supreme Court. But I just have a fundamental problem with us, you know, uh, holding people accountable for actions they may have done when they were in college, especially something like drinking. Like, what what, what person did not drink heavily in college? Well, he's not admitting it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, yeah. my, that's what I just said. If he's lying under oath about something like that in his 50s, he's not fit to serve on the Supreme Court. Right. Like, if he got on that stand, he was like, yes, I did drink heavily when I was in college. It was college. I was a kid. That's what I did. I'm, I've grown. I'm evolved. I'm not, I don't do that anymore. Well, cool. we'll see what happens today when it's time to vote. And it's a lot of pressure for people because imagine being a Republican and having to vote on this and being somebody that votes against Kavanaugh. They right. said for that, your career could be over. Uh, Kavanaugh's getting in. I got, who want to bet? Let's bet a pro. Yeah, so He's definitely getting it's in. It's going to be too hard to vote against him. So we'll see Kavanaugh's if anybody decides in. to take a stand. Yeah, nobody's taking a stand. Kavanaugh's getting in. I'll bet a protein shake on it. All right. Okay, with almond milk and right. banana and I'm peanut with you. butter and honey. I'm with you. All right. All right. Well, that's front page news. Matter of fact, colonic on me for anybody who... Uh, I even perform it myself. If you want to, what? Who wants to gamble? Nah, I'm good. What? Anybody want to gamble? Nah, I'm good. I'll pass. Anybody want to take this bet? Cav- I'll pass. Kavanaugh's getting in. All right. What? Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you pissed off. Maybe you had a bad night, bad morning. Maybe you were driving and somebody ran into the back of your car and you pissed off and just messed your car up. You hopped out the car because you pissed off and then it was an old lady and you felt bad. So you didn't take her insurance, so you just said, I'll fix it myself. So that happened to you? I'll explain when we come back. Get it off your chest. Oh, it's the I, Breakfast Club. I, I, I can one-up on you on this this week. What? Go ahead. You tell your story, and I'll tell mine. All I, right. got, I got a better one. All and right. then I'll tell mine. All right. We'll do it when we come back. It's The <laughs> Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, let me tell you what happened to me. Yesterday, I was driving. I was driving a, a nice vehicle, one of my nicer vehicles, and somebody crashed into the back of me. And I was pissed off. I hopped out the car. You know how I love my vehicles, keep them clean. And and with those type of cars, if you get into an accident, it's always bad. It lowers the value. So I hopped out. I'm pissed off. And the lady looked like she was about 70 years old, black woman, just got off of work. She looked like she was tired. She might have just nodded off a little. And I was like, she was, she was damn near crying. And I was like, ma'am, have a great day. She was like, you sure? You don't want to? I was like, nah. So you didn't get her insurance? I didn't get insurance. I'm going to eat that. You know what I mean? I'm going to eat because she looked so upset and so distraught. Her car was kind of beat up. And I was like, you know what? She looked like she's having a bad day. I was like, I was like, ma'am, you have a great day. She was like, really? I was. She was like, God bless you. But it, made, it, it turned it around. I got to pay for that damn car. But... I was pissed the f off, man. Light, light work. Light work. Okay, I, I'm, I'm. That's I'm, about a four thousand dollar damage. The, the other night after my, uh, my my Venom movie screening, I went to GNC, and the reason I went to GNC is because you know when you get colonics, they take out all the bad bacteria and good bacteria. So I had to go get some uh, twenty five to fifty billion probiotic, you know, to put the good bacteria back in me. So you know, I'm, I'm with my driver, salute to my man Ali, and Ali pulls up to the GNC, and I'm sitting there for a second, and as I go to open the door. A biker is riding by me. Oh my goodness! Right, so I don't know if the biker swerved the the the, the move out of the way of the door. He killed the biker. Or he was swerving to move out of the way of the car 
that actually hit him. But he hit my door a little bit, and then all I see is the bike spin around, oh him goodness. go flying in the air, and him just tumble, and he's just laying there because I think his arm was broke. So I'm just <laughs> sitting there staring at him, and I'm like, yo, you good? And the car just kept going. Right. So then all the police come and the fire trucks come and they're asking us questions and they ask me, did I see the car? I'm like, no, I didn't see the car because I got out the car. So they asking the guy what happened and he can't really speak English. So he's like, door open, car hit me. Damn. Car hit me, door open. I'm like, look, I just need something, you know, to, I just need some to fill my empty butt. Right, right, right. I'm just trying to go into GNC. If I can help this young man, I will. And I'm like, look, is he okay? And they're like, yes. I'm like, do y'all need me? They're like, no, bye. Nothing I can do. What so can I almost, do for the man in that situation? So you almost killed the biker? No, the biker almost killed himself. This is the moral of the story. Yes. But did you get the stuff for your butt? Definitely got the stuff for my butt. Nah. 25 to 50 billion probiotic uh, that puts the good bacteria back in your gut. Yee, can you beat this story? Well, it's not something that happens to me personally, but somebody very close to me got in a car accident. The car behind him hit him so hard that he hit the car in front of that car, that that car hit the car in front of that car. Then he got out and he started feeling like he was going to throw up. And they did a police report and everything. He ends up going to the hospital, and he has a concussion. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness so. gracious. My well, story wins. My, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I had a broken arm. Okay. You, you didn't have a broken arm in your story. I, yeah, I didn't have a broken arm in my story. <laughs> I got a broken bumper. Hello, who's this? Hi, my name is Naya. Hey, Naya, get it off your chest. So, I have a problem with Westville City Schools. Last week, my child is seven years old, and he got kicked off the school bus and left by himself, alone, unattended, not to an adult, and my child got brought home by a stranger, y'all, and I'm so mad, I'm so frustrated, because the bus driver still works for Westville City Schools. I, you know, I had a situation like that at one time, but, I mean, he didn't leave my son. Well, first of all, this is going to sound a little crazy, but is the boy's dad in his life? Uh, We're separated, and he lives in a different city. Okay. So when I told him that, he was infuriated and, like, almost infuriated with me. I'm like, I didn't do anything. I was at work. Yeah, the reason I said that, you need to go have a conversation with that uh, bus driver. You need to have an aggressive conversation with him. There's no way you're going to leave my seven-year-old son on the side of the street. Matter of fact, I might need five minutes, and I know this, you shouldn't say that, but you're going to leave a grown-ass man, a grown-ass bus driver, is going to leave my seven-year-old child on the side of the road by himself? Now, what was the reason? Did, they, did he give a valid reason? The reasoning they gave my child was you're supposed to be on this other bus and uh, you can't be on this bus. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. I've worked for the school board and you don't do that. Now, hell no. That even if it's the rural school, you still take, you want that child is in your in your care, they're in your care. You're not allowed Absolutely. to Absolutely. So, 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 I, so I think you should go over the bus driver's head and go talk to the principal. You should go school. talk to the principal. You should go talk to both of them. You should go talk to the principal, which I'm sure you did already, and make sure you go have a conversation with that <laughs> Yeah, I talked to the principal. I talked to the superintendent. And it's just, oh, well, we're going to give them correctives. But they still got their job. What if they need somebody else's child out there? Like, that's not okay. Now, and you, may, you might need to go get a lawyer. You might need to say your son is, is having anxiety now because of this. You need might need to go see a lawyer and, and have some legal action. Absolutely. Like, he's, he look, he's traumatized because he's, a, a stranger walked him home. He didn't oh, know my your son could have been. Your son could have been kidnapped. Oh my Hell god! Yeah, especially in this era of human trafficking, oh where people god. trying to buy kids from Walmart for two hundred thousand dollars. Well, he needs to lose his job over that. Absolutely. Thank you, mom. I'm sorry. Thank you, y'all. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're man or black. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Brianna. 
Hey, get it off your chest. Um, well, first of all, I just want to say good morning to everybody. I'm calling from Salisbury, Maryland. Good morning. And I just want to wish everybody a productive week. Okay, thank you, Mama. When I think of Salisbury, Maryland, I think of Salisbury steak. <laughs> and I don't even eat that. That's like mystery meat. I love it. <laughs> you sound like you're in a good mood this morning. I am. Um, you know, I'm, I'm getting over pneumonia, but I mean, I'm still just like really blessed because, you know, I didn't have to wake up this morning, so... I'm just trying to go forward every day a little more positive than the last thing. So. Or, or just bomb. How you got pneumonia, boo? I have no clue how I got it. And I had it for about a week before I even figured it out. So. It's standing online at the club with a little short skirt on and no panties. Indeed. Nah, I got too much meat for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mama. Hello, who's this? Precious. Hey, Precious. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? All right. Why are you Why are you calling this morning, Mama? Because my girl then called me her ex's name a couple times. Hey. Oh, man. Hey, yes. shout, out to, shout out to your yes. girl's ex for having that good tongue game. No, no, ever. No, no, no. Well, is she doing it in the bedroom or is it just random? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, in the bedroom. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what that means? That means that her jaw game way better than yours. Oh, so boy. step it up, mom. It's not funny, Charlotte. <laughs> um, excuse me. I'm off the chain. Thank what's, you. What's her ex's name? I'm not going to say her name. Put her on blast. You may be off the chain, but she, she can't forget no her credit. ex's name. What's her name? No credit. What's her name? We just want to know her name. Mama. Mama. Okay, so Mona, maybe. Man. So what does she say when she Mona. says her name by accident? Does she pretend Mona. it didn't happen? Does she apologize? Mona. Yes, she pretends it doesn't ha- it didn't happen. Oh wow! And I'd be like, I heard you. Oh Mona. Like, I'm sorry, I don't know why. That's what she got. Yes. That's what she like. I'm moaning. Mona. Oh, moaning. Man. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for that, Mona. <laughs> Oh, Mona. Step your jaw game oh, up, she gotta be like, Oh, she got to be like, I was just watching Love and Hip Hop, Mona. That's crazy that your jaw game so whack she can't forget her ex's name. No, I'm going to be honest. It's Damn not it, whack. It's not whack. Maybe you need some new tricks. Try a halls in your mouth or something. A halls. All right, Mama. Thank you for calling, Mona. Thank you. Bye-bye. That sucks. Yeah, that. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Hello, who's this? This is Ziggy calling from Charleston. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest, 843, what's happening? So check it out. I got a gig at Walmart, right? They said I was eligible for hiring, but they didn't call me back yet. It's been five days. Mm. Did you call them back? No. Well, maybe you should do that. Or maybe you're not getting the job. But you that should. Ain't right. No, you should definitely hit them up and be like, hey, I'm just checking in to see if there was any other information that you needed and to see the status of my no, resume. I passed, the back, I passed the background check and all that, but I ain't get no call back. Sir, call it's called them. a follow up. You ever heard of a follow up? God damn, this your first job? No. I did. <laughs> this, is my, this is my 13th job. Your 13th job. Listen, f- go follow up, bro. Stop playing. All right. All right. My Jeez. goodness. But you could call us. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Tanisha from Detroit. Hey, mama. What up, dog? Get it off your date. chest. Yes. I'm here spreading love and blessings. You know, there's so much negativity in the world, and ain't nobody got time for that. I be feeling the same way all the time. That's why I keep it positive. That's all you can do. You know what I'm saying? And even with... Nobody else keeps it positive. You have to keep it positive for yourself. That's what I say. I don't let anybody else dictate what my mood is going to be. There you go, mama. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. You can do it at any time. Now, we got rumors on the way, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, let's get to these rumors. Let's talk Chance the Rapper. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. Yo. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. 
Yes, Chance the Rapper has announced that he is going to put his money where he mouth, his mouth is, which is he's very uh, popular for that because a lot of things that he wants to initiate, he does. He doesn't just talk about it. He is about it, and he is donating $1 million to Chicago Mental Health Services. Wow. He just announced he's giving that money. Uh, my state of mind, changing the way mental health services are accessed. So Drop. that's really dope that he's doing that. Dropping the clues bombs from my man Chance the Rapper. Mental health is definitely welcome. And I love the fact that the universe is conspiring for all of us to have these conversations about mental health. I'm glad that, you know, people are trying to eradicate the stigma of mental health, especially in the black community, because there's nothing wrong with getting as mentally healthy as possible. Mm -hmm. Now, he also announced the new Chance Arts and Literature Fund, and they'll be contributing $100,000 to 20 more schools in Chicago. So that's dope as well. So shout Chance out to the Chance the Rapper. Absolutely. Always out here doing the work. And hey, what the hell was Chance the Rapper doing with Joe Budden yesterday? Joe Budden, listen, Joe Budden is the king of not keeping the same energy, what by do you the mean? way. Because Joe Budden, I told Joe this when he was here last time. Joe will talk about people and say things about people in a not-so-flattering way. And then when he sees them, he he does not keep the same energy. And nowadays, he's even taking flicks with them. Why was him and Chance the Rapper in a picture what yesterday? What do you say about Chance? He always says that uh, Chance... Um, Chance is always so fake happy. He doesn't feel like a lot of the things Chance does is genuine. Mm. Yes, well, when you're basically. spending money like that and raising money for great purposes, I don't see how it can't be genuine. Can, can y'all please tweet Joe Budden and ask him why he never keeps the same energy with these people that he talks about? Please. But maybe he changed his mind. We always talk about growth, right? That is true. But you got to at least say to that person what you've been saying to them in their face first, and then y'all can move on. Because I don't know what chummy. conversation they had. No, but you got to say it publicly. Okay. You got to say it if you if you talk about somebody publicly when they when you see them face to face you got to have a public conversation with them and say it to their face publicly and then y'all can be cool afterwards. All right. Well, the game he is facing an arrest warrant because he did not show up to court. So he did not go to court for a hearing in his sexual assault case. They said he tried to claim that he was too busy. He filed some court documents saying he had contractual obligations which also included Nick Cannon presents Wildin' Out Live. So now there is an arrest warrant for him. The judge did not agree with that and said that he was in contempt and issued a bench warrant for his arrest. And they're treating game like the IRS. Like, you going to pay? <laughs> Are you going to lock jail? you up? Absolutely. All right. And Tony Braxton, I know you guys haven't been watching Braxton Family Values, have you? I've seen no. this clip, though. I know, I know what you're about to talk about. Yes, and I think this is true for a lot of people, that she loves her family, Tony Braxton. But here's the thing. I am confessing that although I love my family, most of the time I don't like my family. Everyone in my family. Take a breath. Everybody. I feel like I'm angry at everybody in my family. I don't like my family. If they weren't my family, they wouldn't be my friends. I don't know if I can say that about my family. I love my family, but I don't like you. What's wrong with that? That's uh, the truth. Yeah. I ain't got no family members Who doesn't like that. feel that way? I guess I got a couple family members I don't like. Because you can't pick your family. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> technically you love them by blood, but you may not like them for any other reason. You may not like their ways. You may not like their attitude. You may not like the way they talk to people. I got plenty of family members that I love but don't like. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, uh, a New York king of comedy... Uh, funny, funny dude, Rob Stapleton will be joining us. We'll kick it with Rob Stapleton when we come back.
Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. Rob Stapleton. Yes, sir. Welcome sir. Back, Good morning, sir. man. Thank you guys for having me, he's man. He- Always. He's headlining at Carolinas all weekend. It's, let me tell you, man. It's my birthday weekend. Hey. Okay. And uh, see, white people celebrate their birthday that day. Uh-huh. Black people, we celebrate for the whole horoscope. That's right. Yeah, you the, know the, the whole month Absolutely. we can get it. Yeah, the whole month. The, horoscope, the right. whole month. And my I'm birthday's in Jan- January 3rd. I celebrate all of January. Like you should. And that's what I'm doing. This is going to be crazy. Caroline's, you know, always being home game is always good. Always being home. Mm-hmm. But uh, I got everybody coming out. You know, Tony Rock and, and everybody else coming through. So it's going to be What about your crew? Your crew ain't coming? Yeah, what's yeah, the difference? You know, I, I, you, know, you know that. You know the gangster going to be there. You know Mark Vieira. You mm-hmm. know, I got a, a couple other people I can't say that are coming through. Rudy Rush. Rudy Rush flying in. Big shout out. He's on the morning show out there in Dallas doing mm-hmm. his thing. Claudia. Yeah, with Claudia Joy. Yeah, yeah, with Claudia. Yeah. Claudia. And I also want to give a big shout out to my girl, Melissa Ford, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Salute to Melly Mel. Melissa I'm at this time, Charlamagne, where I'm tired of Hollywood, waiting for Hollywood. Yeah. So I took the initiative and, 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 and shot my own movie. Mm-hmm. And I did an independent joint, which is off the chain, called The Stuff. So I used all my favorites. I got Michael Blackston in it, Gary Sturgis, Danny mm-hmm. Garcia, the boxer. I got uh, Melissa Ford. You know, everybody knows her as being a video vixen. But she brought the heat. Like, on that acting? Yeah. On the acting shit? And then right after we finished filming, like, you know, later on, she got in that big car accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was driving her Jeep on her way to Tank's baby shower and got hit by 18 wheel. And the mm. car flipped over five times, cracked her skull, awesome. brain swelling mm. and all of that, man. So She's looking know, to be alive. Right. So while we're in the festivals doing the movies now, we've been dedicating the whole thing to her, man, and her whole getting well. What Salute is this stuff about? Melly. The stuff is a, uh, it, it's, it's training day meets Friday. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, it, it's it's about two uh, guys going around doing illegal cable, and they cross paths with these corrupt cops. And one of the cops has a gambling debt with the Irish mob, so he goes to these Dominican dudes to go get the money. But and he grabbed his bag. The bag comes out the window. The cable guys get it. All type of shit. I could tell you an old school head. Yeah. Now I'm remembering illegal cable. You remember illegal yeah, cable? Illegal, yeah. But that's the crazy part about it because yes. these dudes supposed to sell fire sticks, but they don't believe in that. These dudes still want the boxes <laughs> with the remotes. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, yo, you so, know who used to do my cable? Clue. Clue? Clue used to be the hookup for the, <laughs> the cable Everybody guy? had one. Everybody yeah. had one dude. Absolutely. But you had that hookup where the cable would cut off like at 1145. That illegal cable guy was so valuable to everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. And let me tell you, and they used to be like, you can't turn the box off. Yeah. You can't turn the box off. Yeah, yeah, you can't cut it off. Don't cut it Don't off. Don't cut it off, yeah. That's like people who had roaches. You can't cut your kitchen light off. Keep the light. Keep yeah, the light. They used to send, used to send the bullets right before the fight to, to try to cut yeah, the fight out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you have to call them to get another box. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was a whole, whole situation. So who is the New York Kings of comedy? The New York Kings is myself, Rob Stapleton. Correct. Uh, talent is just comedy talent. Everybody know talent. Talent, what up, talent? The gangster comedy Capone. Capone. And then we got the Latin sensation, Mr. Mark Vieira. You know, this this is the dude that brings that heat, man. This dude, and I got to follow that. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's missing. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We had to make some moves. You Who know what I mean? Now? Uh, Drew Frazier. We, uh, Drew Frazier was part of Drew it. Drew gone now? Yeah, I'm going to keep it real. What's going Drew? on? I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep, keep it real because right. if you're on a breakfast club, that's one of the things. If you ain't going to bring it 120, you might as well not come up here. This situation that happened between Drew Frazier and Mark Vieira that crossed the line. Try to stab him. Yeah, yeah, it crazy. He tried to cross. I mean, we, we could take a regular argument, Correct. like a regular fight. I'm coming. You guys are brothers. I know when y'all having some pre-production, y'all get getting into arguments and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. That's what happens with artists. But when you pull a knife on somebody and that person's wife is there, Whoa. as a man, I can't ask you to come back to the table and work with that dude again 
and be in a safe environment. What he said, what got him there? You know what happened? This is what happened. We were in a show, a show somewhere up, upstate in Albany. Killed the show. We about, it is funny. I was talking to the promoter, and she was talking about how she wanted to do a 20-city tour with us because she's tired of working with the rappers because there's always something mm-hmm. that happens during the show <laughs> or afterwards. And we, we're talking about doing New York Kings with BBD and coming together and, 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 and doing all of this stuff. And then Drew kept saying, it's funny because Mark brought his wife and I brought my wife. Mm-hmm. So after the show, we wanted to get out of there. We, we don't want to sorry about that. Okay. We don't want to do no after. We wanted to get out, check, get up out of there. Drew was like, yo, we, wanted, we need to talk. We need to talk. So we sat in the room and we talked and it turned into an argument. But it was funny because Mark was so dope with it because Mark, as it escalated, because you can't start an argument here because the only way it could go is physical at right. a certain yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. You got to like talk and then, you know, listen to each other. When Mark started unbuttoning his shirt and hung it up on the hanger, I saw oh, this sh- about to get real. So they 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 grabbed each other. I grabbed Mark, threw Mark in a, in a, in the bathroom, came back out, and then Drew was standing with with his hands behind his back. And I was like, something, something. I know what. Like, was he? Is he bluffing? And then when I looked to saw the knife back there, I lost it. You know, the state troopers came in because we was at a state facility. Oh they wanted to arrest, you know, Mark didn't want to press charges, you know, and, and wanted to let that situation go. But his wife was crying, mm. you know what I mean? She didn't know what was going on because the doors are closed. You can hear it's all of the room. tables and chairs going and all that situation. But the crazy part about it is the next day, Drew act like nothing happened. Was you know drunk? what I'm saying? Nah, like he, he wasn't. He was like, like, Yeah, he doing? came to the show like, um, you know what, you know, fellas, I think it was, you know, blah, blah, blah. It was like, oh, you crossed that line. Like, I you- mean, Mark's Spanish, though. He can understand pulling out a knife in a fight. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, I'm surprised it wasn't him that pulled it up. Like, <laughs> oh, I ain't going there, man. <laughs> go there. You an asshole. <laughs> so they squashed but- it out. I don't think they really talk since. Mm-hmm. You know, this is I'm I'm going public with this like for the first time in front of a few million people. But the truth is the truth, and I don't care if you throw the truth up when it lines up, it's the truth. You know what I'm saying? So we try not to throw Drew under the bus or whatever. We just kept uh, moving. Uh, we're being honored November first by the uh, Laugh Out Loud Comedy Honors. Tracy Dope. Morgan, us, Chappelle, Nick Cannon. And uh, just from what we've been doing, they looked at the energy we've been doing with this tour all around the country. And they uh, look to give us the honor, but it's going to be interesting because now, you know, that whole dynamic with Drew. And it started with Gerald. Gerald Kelly was a part yeah. before, and I love Gerald, man. I ain't got nothing bad to say about mm-hmm. the dude, but it's just business. It's just, you know what I mean? It's just how we just take care of business. What was the name? Uh, talent. You so know Drew I mean? doesn't come get that award, too, or Gerald? Just I mean, that's a situation that, you know... I got respect for the dudes, but yo, I'm I'm in this business now. I move on now, and and I can't take no steps back. Mm-hmm. I'm not waiting on nobody to do nothing no more. You know what I mean? That's why I get mad at this Cat Williams and this um and, and this Kevin Hart beef. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna see us win. All right, we have more with comedian Rob Stapleton when we come back. He's one of the New York kings of comedy, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody, it's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have one of the New York Kings of Comedy in the building, Rob Stapleton. Charlemagne, why do you think it is so much beef from our comedians? Because I always feel like you know people know how hard it is to get to that level. You should salute that. And it's also so competitive, though. And you I know think- why it is? Because there's no license for this game. You could jump into this at any time. Envy's a DJ. Anybody could say they a DJ and say, yo, Envy, I'm going to get that money. I've been DJ. I remember when Envy, blah, blah, blah. It's the same thing with comedy game, man. Anybody could just 
start doing an open mic and then say I'm a comedian. People just can't come up here on a, on the Breakfast Club because right. they're your neighbor. It, it, you have you have to be somewhere in the industry and in what you do. Well, we've interviewed some bums. We've interviewed some neighbors. Yeah, yeah, we've gotten some neighbors yeah. and said, hey, yeah. I get what you're saying. Though. But have you ever seen somebody that hasn't had to put in that much time and be really funny and talented like oh. early on? Yeah, that, that goes with this internet sensation. Right? The internet dudes. I remember when I was first doing shows with these dudes, I used to hate on them motherfuckers. You know, Vine it up. When Vine came up, you had five to seven seconds to be funny. I come from being, doing 45 minutes as a headliner. So trying to do it in seven seconds was unheard of. See, the thing is, real comedy comes from some pain in your life, right? Like when I started doing stand-up, I wasn't never this clown dude. Like people mm -hmm. said, well, me, were you the funny dude at school? I wasn't. When I went to high school, I went to Catholic school. My father got arrested and lived with my uncle. My father came back home. We got a place. I got kicked out of school, and I went to a high school with Fat Joe, and then I got evicted out of my apartment. And all comedy comes from pain, right? So I got evicted. I saw my father going through some where he just really wasn't balanced. And ain't nothing like when you seeing your furniture from your crib coming out of your house and people on your block are out there and you act like you moving but you didn't tell people that <laughs> but it says marshals and sheriff on the car yeah. you know what I'm saying that was something that I was like oh shit. so I, I moved up to co-op city and and uh been on my own since I was like 16 17 mm -hmm. and then a few months after that my father died my father committed suicide and mm -hmm. I was put in this place where I was like what was I going to do I wasn't really raised with my moms I was raised with my pops and I didn't know what I was going to do so I jumped into this comedy thing, and I got a job at the phone company. Then I got got into the comedy world, and that's where I came from, and that's where I developed that, and that's mm -hmm. where I became what I I could have gotten to the drug game. I could have started doing this and that. It was something about that depression to seeing my father in that coffin that made me want to avoid that and keep it funny. Mm -hmm. And it goes. I had a story with Tiffany when I first met Tiffany Haddish. Mm -hmm. We was in L.A. And I had I was going through my divorce, and I had an NBC deal that was just finishing. Mm -hmm. And in LA, if you're not on a deal, you better be working on your next one if you want to eat. So me and her were doing a show at a casino, and I had new just new Tiffany from Def Jam. I didn't go way back with her, mm -hmm. but this was years ago. And I was talking about my divorce, and I'm like, Tiff, I think I'm gonna have to move back to New York. Now you had a casino; these motherfuckers just lost money. They don't give a; they just want you to be funny. Tiffany is looking in the mirror. Now, this ain't the Tiffany Haddish we know now. This is Tiffany. Tiffany is looking in the mirror, right? I'm telling her, y'all, I don't even want to go home after the show, Tiff. Like, the situation at home with my wife is just, I'm happy to be here. And she was like, yeah, Rob, I feel the same way. She said, my husband, she's looking in the mirror, putting on this makeup. She said, yeah, my husband, he's all jealous. He's just putting his hands on me. And she's covering, like, a black eye while she's putting the makeup on. Mm. And she says to me what she's just going through in her life. And I'm like, yo, in five minutes, we got to let all of this go, go out there and be funny. So I came up with an idea for a TV show. I was like, yo, this need to be on TV. Like some clown where people think we clowns because we're funny, but we get ready to walk right back home into a situation that we don't really want to be in. Right, that's you what they say, tears of a clown. Tears of a clown. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I got Charlie Murphy involved, and we were pitching this this whole reality show with Tiff. And Tiffany was good as shit. We would sit at BET. This is what I tell you, motherfuckers don't know what to do with comics sometimes, mm -hmm. except a sitcom. They just don't know about this shit. And we were sitting there, and Tiffany was telling me how she was homeless and living in her car. And she was crying at the thing. I'm like, oh, they're going to sign us to two, three years. Right. Like, this is crazy. And 
they just they they didn't get it. They didn't get it. They didn't get it. Like how do you not get it? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know what I mean? But it, you know, it's crazy when you see that type of situation. Tiffany was Tiffany then, and I say we had the right people, but the wrong vehicle. So I'm at this part right now where I'm like, yo. Waiting on Hollywood now. I'm do doing my own thing. Do, yeah. do my own thing. And you thing. have a GoFundMe too, right? They nah, can... nah. I don't, I, that was. I got the funds. You got everything. Let okay. me tell this. Before, let me say this. They're gonna call you to testify too in court since you saw Tiffany with black eyes since <laughs> since her ex claims he never. Abused can, her. can we edit that part? No, out? we gonna keep that. Yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. She. I mean, they got yo, me in the lawsuit. It was some so. real. Shit. She was telling me how she used to sleep in the car in front of Stan Lathan's house. She didn't know it was Stan Lathan's house, yep. but she had to pick the right street <laughs> to sleep in front of because she, she's a female in a car, so she couldn't just be in the hood. Mm -hmm. Cops used to make a move. But anyway, in this industry, man, um, when when I decided, because I had a lot of opportunity where I should have blown and I should have had some other shit, but there ain't no excuse. Mm -hmm. You got to do what you got to do. Somebody throws the alley-oop, you got to play ball, do it, and run with it. So I decided to do my, my own thing and, and, and do the movie. But one thing you find out in this business, when you're looking for help, people will really shit on you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And whenever you have to ask for money, because when you do a movie, you need investors. You know what I mean? And real, like my man J.B. Smooth, who I came up with, invested in me, believed in it, believed in it and did it. Michael Blackston not only starred in a movie, you know, he used to sleep on my couch, gave me some paper to do it. But the one thing that I really got to say is the person that shit on me is the person that I wouldn't think would be the one that on me, that and one? that was and that was Tracy Morgan. Really, that was Tracy. Wow. Like, like I'm, I'm gonna tell you, and I'm, I'm gonna keep it 100. percent I ain't got no beef with Tracy, but like I said, if you throw the truth out there, I don't care how it comes back to mm -hmm. me. When I, I hit Tracy, you know Tracy's a full blown superstar now. When he changes number, I don't even have his direct number. So I hit my man and said, "Yo, tell Trey, I need to speak to him about the film." I didn't even need money from Tracy. The film's already done. It's not like I need your Trey. I need 50K or blah, blah, blah. The films are, I said, Trey, I want you to ex executive produce my film as I walk it into just, you know, distribution. Trey got back to me through my man and said, nah, Trey's not interested. Now, the up part about it, I could take no. I could, tell some, I could take somebody telling me my baby ugly if it's true. But, man, stop, you know man. what I'm saying? No, for real, it's the truth. I'm a, I'm a realist, man. and you got to be real in this to see it. Is, he didn't even ask to see this. Wow. You know what I'm saying? But years ago, for the same project, Tracy called me five, six times. Yo, Rob, what's up, man? You still got that script? Him and Mike Epps was hitting me for this script. Tracy sometimes be your best friend that day, then the next day, it act like yesterday didn't happen. So he hit me five times. Rob, I'm getting ready to call you with my manager on the phone. I'm on him to hear, pitch that script to him. I got a couple of mil to shoot that. Called me back again just to make sure I was going to pick up my phone. Called me back a third time, said he's on a conference call, about to hang up. Need you to speak to him. We on the phone talking to his manager, blah, blah, blah. He loves it. Hits me back, says, yo, Rob, we need to fly out in L.A. next week. They want to want to do this. I said, Trey, I'm going on a cruise. Me and my wife cruise a lot. Went on a, on a cruise. What I hear on the cruise, that's when the accident happened mm -hmm. with the Walmart. Wow. Me and Jimmy Mack, our boy Jimmy Mack passed away. Wow. Rest in peace. And I, not only that, I wrote shit for Tracy at the Uptown Comedy Club where he started. He had a character called Biscuit that I wrote. So it's not like I'm some new who's coming in in the 12th hour. I wrote shit Biscuit because he's 299 pounds a biscuit away from 300 pounds. I wrote for him on Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. So now I'm asking you to, you know, throw me a bone and just... Help me walk this in. Help me walk get... this in. Like, look at the... And then tell me no. Don't just tell me no from the beginning. So I'll never forgive that. Shit. 
All right, we got more with Rob Stapleton when we come back. Could you imagine doing your first comedy show and Chris Rock walks in and you have to perform after him? Well, he'll talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have one of the New York kings of comedy in the building, Rob Stapleton. Charlemagne? How did you get into comedy? Like, you told us the story, but you didn't say exactly how you got into comedy. Yeah, I mean, I, I was working at the phone company, sort of, sort of open mic night, like how a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Did the open mic night, killed it. Mm-hmm. It was only like maybe 24 people there. Mm-hmm. Killed it. It was like being in the casino and you put the, the, the shit in there and you win. You go, oh, this shit is easy. Right, right. Mm-hmm. This, I'm quitting my job next week. I'm like, this shit is easy. So this is real quick. The next week, you had to bring people. When you first start out, they had open mics, but you got to bring people. Yeah, like bring you five bring people, four bring people. Right. You yeah. got to, because there's a two drink and minimum. They got to pay for drinks. And they got to pay for drinks. Mm-hmm. And that's how the club makes their money by giving you a little five minutes. So, and you know, on your job, everybody calls you your last name. So, everybody, oh, Stapleton's doing the show. Stapleton's doing the show. I'm like, oh, I'm going to kill him. I had like 33 people come out from the job. So, I'm at the comic okay. strip. I only had like maybe seven minutes material and four minutes was funny, three minutes with people laughing in between. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? But in my mind, so Chris Rock walks in and uh, I'm like, oh, shit, Chris Rock going to see me kill us. I didn't understand the game that if you a star, when you walk in, you get to go on right away. I didn't know that. I didn't know if they say they want to go on next. And then you had to follow Chris Rock? Right. So so, so Chris went on and did 40 minutes of just, like, fire. And I was like, hey, I was next. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, how how did that, who does he know? You know what I mean? So he killed it. And I'm thinking, all right, cool. I went up there. I did so bad. You can hear the cabs driving outside. (laughs) I did so bad that I saw me in the crowd looking at myself saying, get the (laughs) <laughs> so your 33, was, your 33 friends didn't cheer for you? They just looked at me with the bills in their head. <laughs> and the <laughs> part about it is you, I had to see them the next day at work. Damn. You know what I mean? So I made a thing Humbling to myself experience. that that was never going to happen again. Right. And one thing I learned from that is always create your own energy when Absolutely. you're on stage. So I'm wild and crazy. I'm sweating. I'm doing shit. I learned to build my own energy. Would you get out and be like, so, and say something about the fact that you had to follow Chris Rock, or did you just do your material with Nah, that? I was just like thinking that that wave was just going to ride with uh-huh. me, but the tsunami came and flooded <laughs> out my, my guts. <laughs> my liver was flowing. I did so bad, the waitress was like, wrap up. <laughs> I made the price of drinks go up. <laughs> did Chris Rock stay and watch you? Huh? Did he stay in the Hell no. Hell no. They don't, they don't do that. They, 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 they don't want they, 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 they do it and they go to the next club. Uh-huh. He was probably on his way to the cellar after that, mm-hmm. you know, working on that new thing. He came yeah. and did his sh- and they left. But I taught a lot. I, 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 it taught me a lot, okay. I should say. Early well, this, on, that's This good. weekend you in Caroline's. This week in Caroline's. Tell them the times and everything. Got two shows Friday, uh, 7.30 and 9.30. Uh, two shows Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, 7.30, 9.30, or 10 o'clock, and one show on Sunday. It's going to be crazy, man. It, it, it's it's my birthday. It's one of the limited times that you see me drunk in public. I'm doing, I really, really celebrate life now. Before, it was all about just your birthday and blah, blah. I celebrate life because I lost a lot of friends in the last two or three years, and none of this is just, I don't take it that it's given that there's mm-hmm. going to be another one. That's right. real. So uh, I really, really celebrate life now. You know all what right. I mean? So y'all, y'all coming out, man. You know how I do. Give me your Twitters and Instagrams and all that, right? Yeah, hit me on that Instagram. Uh, I still do MySpace. If anybody... <laughs> 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 no, hit me on that Instagram, at Rob Stapleton, S-T-A-P-L-E-T-O-N. Hit me up. Get my followers up. Let's do it. All right, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning, Rob Stapleton. The Breakfast Club. It's time. 
community. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Yes, the Grammys Task Force. They are now inviting 900 new voting members, and those members will all be women and people of color. So they said it's a broad range of music creators, including vocalists, songwriters, instrumentalists, producers, engineers, all of those people. So we don't know if those people are going to accept that request, but they are going to be invited. So they have made some immediate changes as well. Uh, the different review committees, which determine the final Grammy nominations, are composed of 51% women and 48% people of color. Well, so they're need, trying to do it. Well, you need that. You know, we did a, uh, I did, I was sitting on a panel yesterday for Ad Week New York, and it was called uh, Marketing in the Era of Trump. And that's what I was telling them. Like, yo, diversity matters. Like, you have to have these diverse boardrooms, and you have to have these diverse advisory Absolutely. boards. You know what I mean? If, if you do that, then you won't make some of the mistakes that we see people make. Like, Kendall Jenner, Hands and Police, a Pepsi, and a commercial You're about right. rights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? All right, now LeBron James has decided to get extra security at his house in L.A. Remember we told you the LAPD arrested four people mm-hmm. who were going and robbing people's homes and also had a list of people that they were going to target, and LeBron James was on that list. Well, he is taking that seriously because he does have his family in the house. So now he has at least 10 armed, 10 armed security personnel. Ten? Yes. Jeez. At the house. That includes off-duty police officers. So Light work for you, LeBron. Light work. Light. That's light money for LeBron. You know what I'm saying? I hope one. I I hope they shoot somebody to teach these kids a lesson that are breaking into these people's houses. Well, the cops also believe there are more people involved in that whole burglary uh, ring, and they're trying to get some leads to figure out who those people are. And speaking of which, Suge Knight has been sentenced to 28 years in prison. That is for the death of that man that got hit during that hit-and-run incident on the set of Straight Outta Compton. So he pleaded no contest to manslaughter in the earlier in the month uh, for killing Terry Carter. And he had been facing life in prison and one count of attempted murder in the case of uh, Bone, who was maimed after he struck him with his truck as well. But he is sentenced now to 28 years. Now, I will say this. I see a lot of people saying that it's a conspiracy against Suge Knight. Suge Knight killed somebody, ladies and gentlemen. He's dead. I mean, it's on, it's it's on, on video. It's on video. Like, he killed somebody. Like, we, you know, like, we got we to gotta knock it off. All right? The white man didn't bring Suge down in this situation. All, All right? right. And Steven Seagal walked out of an interview. Now, he was on BBC's Newsnight, and the host, Kirsty Wark, brought up the whole Me Too movement. And you know he's been accused of rape as well. And she asked him, you've been very much caught up in all the allegations of sexual harassment. You had a rape allegation against you, and I wonder how you deal with all that. At that point, Stephen Seagal then ripped out his earpiece and left. Uh, you obviously spend a lot of time in Russia. You spend a lot of time in America. You're making films and so forth. And in terms of your life in America... You've been very much caught up in all the allegations of sexual harassment. You had a rape allegation against you. And I wonder how you deal with all that. Hello, Steven Seagal. Take the microphone off you. Yeah. Well, why, why would you walk away from that? That, that is true. Like, you know, I got my, my, my homegirl, all of our homegirl, Claudia Jordan. Salute to Claudia Jordan. Way before there was a Me Too Times Up movement, Claudia Jordan was telling me stories about how Steven, Steven Seagal was trying to sexually assault her. Wow. At his crib or attempted to sexually assault her or rape her or something. Mm-hmm. Well, he does deny all of the claims, but, you know, there's been a few people. Uh, all right. Well, I, I mean, can honestly Angelique... say I heard that about Steven Seagal way before there was a Me Too Times Up movie mm. from, a, from right. a friend of ours. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, we have donkey of the day. Who are you giving your donkey to, Charlemagne? Oh, man. We need to give it to a woman who I, who I know for a fact thought that this tweet was so fire before she sent it out. Oh, boy. Uh, we need Bette Midler to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a little war with her. And I got questions. Okay. 
All right, we'll do that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, Charlemagne. I'm a Democrat, so being Donkey of the Day is a little bit of a mixed up. So like a donkey. Yeehaw. Okay. Donkey of the Day. <laughs> the Breakfast Club, bitches. Now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but Donkey of the Day is a new one. Yes, Donkey today for Friday, October 5th goes to an American singer, songwriter, actress named Bette Midler. I'm sure you've been on an elevator or in a department store and heard the song Wind Beneath My Wings. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. What you mean you don't have the Wind Beneath My Wings hook in there? I know I got it. You want me to sing? From, go ahead, start you until they find it. Did I? <laughs> Damn, y'all really don't want me to sing. Okay, bet. Okay, all right. Turn that sadness off. All right. Fart on that record. We had to sing that at school. <laughs> it don't slap like I remember, though. It used to slap back in the day. That was like moving up day at school when you're going from one grade yeah. to the next. <laughs> she was in uh, Meet the Fockers as well, right, E? Yeah, she played um, Gaylord Fockers' mom. Okay. So basically, she's an icon, all right? She's worth $230 million. She's a pretty big deal. Uh, I don't know much about her, but she's I... She's a Broadway star, yes. singer, act, everything. Yes, she's a, she's a big deal, you know? She's uh, a wind beneath your wings. But I, but I do know last night she released a tweet that was heavy on the manis. Okay, my God. I mean, I know in her mind she thought this tweet was absolute fire before she sent it, but it wasn't. See, yesterday protests were happening in Washington, D.C. in response to the sexual assault allegations against Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh and his upcoming procedural vote in the uh, Senate. That's happening today, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Bette Midler decided to do a little digital drive-by and spray the block one time. So she tweeted, women are the N-word of the world. Mm. (laughs) Raped, beaten, enslaved, married off, worked like dumb animals, denied education and inheritance, Enduring the pain and danger of childbirth and life in silence for thousands of years. They are the most disrespected creatures on earth, end quote. Uh, Bette Midler, I mean this in the most respectful way possible, but I need you to shut the F up forever, okay? I mean, there's so much wrong with this tweet. Women are the N-word of the world. Uh, Y'all not tired of people making zero sense on social media? My, My first reaction to this when I saw it is, if Bette Midler thinks women are the N-words of the world, then what does she think of actual N-words? Mm-hmm. And why is she thinking of black people as N-words? Couldn't she just have said black people? This is why you have to hold white people accountable when they act clueless to the struggles that minorities, uh, in particular black people, are facing in this country, okay? Because in the words of the late great urban philosopher named Doughboy, some white people act like they don't know, don't show, or don't give a damn about what's going on in the hood. Oh, they know. They just don't show or give a damn, okay? Bet just broke it all the way down when it comes to what she knows and words go through and have been through in this country. She said raped, beaten, enslaved, worked like dumb animals, denied education and inheritance. Oh, she knows what's happening. She's 72 years old. And what somebody should simply say to Bet is women have their own struggles. And words are black people have their own struggles, but black women have the struggles of both. But this is not the oppression Olympics, okay? All right? Oppression is oppression. Marginalization is marginalization. Ain't nobody getting no medals based off who's the most oppressed. Okay? You could have said exactly what you said about what women went through without comparing them to N-words. Now, Bet did apologize. And I put apologize in air quotes because it's some BS. She said, the two brief investigation of allegations against Kavanaugh infuriated me. Angrily, I tweeted without thinking my choice of, my choice of words. 
would be enraging to black women who doubly suffer both by being women and by being black. I am an ally and stand with you, always have, and I apologize. Bet once again, I need you to shut the F up forever. You didn't even apologize for referring to black people as the N-word, okay? Your tweet wasn't just enraging to black women, it was enraging to all N-words, all black people. Well, not really enraging to me because I went and got my annual physical this week and my blood pressure was 110 over 70, dropping the clues bombs for me, okay? All right? You know why it's not high? Because I ain't stressing about nothing. And more importantly, I stay away from high-sodium foods like mayonnaise. So I wasn't enraged. I just acknowledged that what you said was stupid. And that's what Donkey of the Day is all about, giving people the credit they deserve for being stupid. Uh, Kathy Griffin, could you do the honors today, please? Please give this giant jar of mayo the biggest hee-haw. Now, you know she was trying to quote a song. It's a song? Yeah, it's a John Lennon and Yoko Ono song. Well, that's well, that's give, the song. Well, give John Lennon and Yoko Ono the biggest hee-haw, too, then. When, uh. they actually, when they actually put that song out, it was a huge deal, and people were upset about it back then. Oh, well, give him another hee-haw. And I will say, uh, all white women who are allies, I respect you. I see Amy Schumer out there working. Uh, Bette Midler is usually on the right side of things. She just said something extremely stupid yesterday, but I think the reason for that is because she was trying to lead. And I think the leaders of all resistance in America should be women of color because they have to carry the burden of both struggles being women and being women of color. That's just my personal opinion. Okay, white women be allies. Let the sisters lead. But don't listen to me. I'm just a stupid man with an opinion. But one of the leading ladies in this country today eloquently broke it down yesterday at the protest in D.C. Uh, please give Tamika Mallory the floor so she can explain why black women got this. Christine Ford, when he was mocking her, there were people laughing. And you know, I'm the resident Czech white women person in the women's yard. So let me tell you who was laughing. White women were standing there laughing with their white husbands. It means that 94% of black women went to the polls for Hillary Clinton, someone who looks like you. Uh, drop on the clues bombs for the resident white women checker, Tamika Mallory. <laughs> okay. All white people need a resident colored checker around them, right, to keep them in line. Ooh. Yes. That's all I got for today. Well, thank you so much, Charlamagne, mm -hmm. for that donkey of the day. Okay. Much appreciated. Now, coming up next, Pleasure P is going to be joining us. You know him from Love and Hip Hop Miami. He also uh, was in Pretty Ricky. I guess he still is. Can we say Pleasure P is formerly a Pretty Ricky or are they still together? I think they've worked on some stuff together. You can see them on Love and Hip Hop Miami together. I don't know where this is going to end up, but okay. it doesn't feel like they get along. They've been doing shows together, though. All right. He lost some weight, too. He was fat last time he came here, but we'll talk about all of that. When I Are was you fat shaming? No, I just said he was fat last time he came here. He lost some weight. He used to be pleasure portly. He's not, oh, God. Still a little portly, though. We'll talk about it. Uh, it's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Is DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. Pleasure P. What's up? What's up, my brother? What's up, sir? Everything good. I can't complain, man. What's happening? Working. You back? Working. What you about to do? Love and hip hop again, right? Yeah, season two. We about oh, to. Uh, yeah, we about to get that back popping in January. But I'm just, you know, releasing music through the through the platform, man. I, like as I should. Word. Has Love and Hip Hop opened you back up to to your core and to more fans? And the... nah, my fans are. <laughs> I don't know. My fans are. My fans are grown. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I don't think it really helped me that much in the sense of, you know, 
people that like me already like me. So has it helped at all? Or? Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I don't know. So why, why are you doing it? it? I don't know. I don't know. It's only been one season. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. It's only like yeah, you're right. It's only been one season, so. Just trying to figure it out, what's you know. The, what's the check like? How much you make? Is the show? money good? It's not. A, it's not a good check. Twenty five hundred. I mean, I, <laughs> why listen, you doing it, President? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a hustler. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So I use it to, you know, do other things. You know, that's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so, you either over loving hip hop or you over pretty Ricky. Which one is it? Man, both. To be honest, <laughs> everything, all of it is a headache, man. I'm not, you know, I don't know. Did the show bring Pretty Ricky closer together, or is it more like, eh, it's not happening? You gotta be mentally prepared to be back together. So I think when so much stuff happened in the past, it can never be the same. You What's know up what I'm with saying? you groups? Like groups just can't get it together. It's hard for all those different personalities. I, I don't know, man. I, I I really don't know. This fame can do something to people. Like when you had it one day to this, and then now you that, and then I don't know why people can't come to a show and just do their job and it's go home. It's a business. Home. Like yeah, it's, it's easy. Going to just work. I think show it is up the business. To the studio, do your verse. It's easy. You think it's jealousy a little bit? Oh, I no, don't know what spectacular it is. rich. It ain't about money, though. Patek getting money. Patek makes so much money with uh, social media and all of that stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, but as we all know, it, it, ain't always a tech guy. it isn't always about money. It ain't about money. I got money. I just don't, you know, I don't broadcast what I do and things like that. I got child support and all kind of people watching me, so everybody's situation <laughs> different. We can but, tell by your coach you're making money. But I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying, it's not always about money. That's you lost a lot of weight, too, man. You still, like, thanks. Yeah, last time you were here, you were a little, little more portly. That, uh, that, um, that studio life, man, catch up to you. You know, when you in that studio, you got money. You can order what you want, drink what you want, and, you know, it kind of catch up with you. Then you be depressed sometimes. Like, it, I'm just, you know, so. Did TV make you want to lose weight, too, though? Because you go on social media and see everybody, Pleasure P gonna got fat. I don't care what people say. People say the worst shit about me. I don't, like, I'm to the point now, I just don't give a f- You went no through a lot, too. Like you said, that's why you changed your name back to your original name. You feel like all those rumors are behind you? No one brings it up anymore? I mean, people still gonna say what they're gonna say. That's the that's the that's the hardest part for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though it's not true, you still gonna still try to bring that up or whatever the case. may be. I don't even remember I the just, rumor to be honest. With you. I just keep. Yeah, working. I was got out and I forgot to. I did. I, I, I don't that remember. I'm a, that I'm a child molester and oh, all yeah. of that oh. kind of oh. back in the day. That's yeah. a terrible rumor. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I mean, I don't want that. Well, I was successful. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was number one on the charts. I, I just got nominated for a Grammy, and I don't know when you leave a a, a situation. You know what I'm saying? When you leave a situation, n- name one story of a person that left and became successful who they didn't try to tear down the people that he used to mess, you so know. So was an ex. Beyonce. Oh, so you're saying that, the, that your, your own group put Abs- that out? Absolutely. We talked think, about this up here before. Absolutely. You think the other members of Pretty Ricky put a- that absolutely. out? Absolutely. They probably won't say it, but uh, absolutely. But really? still decided to do a, a that's go what, back? That's what forgiveness you're is. You're a real man, see, man. I, see, that's I, what forgueness is. I haven't reached that level of forgiveness I'm getting there, though. I'm getting to that level of forgiveness, no, but not that <laughs> level. Nah, not I had to forgive a lot, but you're going to see a lot more of that on this season of Love and Hip Hop because I never really talk about it because I'm the kind of person I just keep going, keep going, but... Yeah, like I'm saying, one of them though, because one of them had to owe you five minutes. It was it was a tough time, you know what I'm saying, for us to even talk to even get back together. But once I looked at the bigger picture and everything like that, I said, you know what, we put a lot of work doing those projects and ain't really see nothing out of it. So let me try to. But how can you trust them now? Absolutely, I don't. I don't. I just it's just business. You, you know just what I'm go saying? in and do your verse, get on stage. I tried, but uh, but I tried, but I did what God asked me to do. I forgave and I tried. And, you know... But you didn't want to get to the bottom of it and say, why? Or you just like, I'm just going to let go and forget? Well, I know why. It's because I was popping at the time. You know what I'm saying? They wasn't. And well, that's they, just the bottom line. They that jealous of their brother? 
Yeah. When that happened, Twitter just came out. Yeah, I was going to you know say it was early. Like, I didn't even know about Twitter or none of that. The person who have a social media company, all of a sudden, I thought that was sealed right after the fake attorney, the fake account that they created and all of that stuff to tarnish my name. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, you had to lose well, a lot were, of money, endorsements. I lost a lot of money. I lost my record deal. I had to, you know take that walk of descending, you know what I'm saying? Downsizing in life and you know what it was it was a it was a good thing. I'm still I'm still strong. I'm still standing. You know what, what I'm saying? What label were you signed to? I was I was at Atlantic. Atlantic, yeah. When wow. I left there went to E1, was was held up there, couldn't really release music. So now that I'm independent, I got a situation with Empire. I got another in, um situation with 30 Tigers. I'm just kind of you should, to, you should have signed with whoever R. Kelly was signed with. They seem like they would have understood Man, you know the, the part about that is when you Google that shit, like if you Google my name, say I just met you, and yo, he's a good brother, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let Google, me Google that him. <laughs> like, shit. But, but they not, you know, they not, they not really bad guys. They was just... They not bad guys. Nah, that's foul, bro. They was in a bad place at the time. I did everything. I, I went back to the group. I said, let's tour. Can't tour Get to the shows and start throwing a, you know, throwing they, they pants in the crowd to a promoters. Like, man, I don't think we want to with that. You know what I'm saying? Just it's, it's always Who something. Who the hell was throwing their pants in the crowd? Slick did it one time. You know what I'm saying? What then another time. Pants? Oh, then another time. The crowd Valent was supposed to throw panties at you. Why are you throwing? Then 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 another time. Valentine. It's like a Valentine's Day show. Everybody <laughs> dressed to their nicest and stuff. It's like a theater. He throws water at. You know what I'm saying? Like we back in 2000 and whatever five or whatever the case may be. So it's it's always something. But Pretty Ricky's done to you. Um, I thought you were doing a know. new album. I don't know. I don't know if it's done. You know what I'm saying? If, if People get their mind right in their head right, then maybe we could you know, business, do one you last know, album. Business-wise, you know it'll sell more than anything, and you think the tour will do well, so you're trying to stay just for the business part. No, it's not even, it has nothing to do. I'm not made of that anymore. I'm not made of what I can make out of a situation. It's just mm -hmm. more so for my legacy. Like I just want to see the fans enjoy it one last time because we really did put a lot of work in mm -hmm. to really get nothing out of it. But as an adult, you probably want to, you know. What you mean get nothing out of it? Like, we ain't like, you know. Y'all like, ain't make no money? I left because of... Financial. A, a, a financial situation and then months later now it's a rumor out and you know what I'm saying well, why didn't y'all get no money how come you didn't get no money y'all were doing well y'all were touring to be honest man I'm not gonna say that they father robbed us you know what I'm saying because who knows and I think as like, like as a young man you said their father robbed us yeah yeah their they father managed a group but mm -hmm. he handled all of the finances and things like that that came in but who knows who he owed to even get us there so to this day I respect him because if it wasn't for his money we wouldn't even been noticed to anything like that. So who knows? But at at the time, it was, yo, he robbed everything, show money, this and this and that and that. So you got the other members now. They like, man, f that he robbed us. And so me, there was no accountant. Yeah, for me, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to think of it in the best way possible. Which is, if it wasn't for that man, money, I wouldn't be in a position to even be here right now. So right. you know what? I just look at it like that and keep it moving. Is there anybody in the group you get along with? I get along with everybody in the group. No, you don't. I just don't get I just, I just, I just don't get along with what they did. You know what okay. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for some, for some reason in the past, like when I, when I do things like, okay, I, you know, I pay for this studio time, and you know, we got Rico Love, and we got all these people that want to work with us, and we, we, you know, I put in that time or whatever, and then you not do your verse, it make me feel some kind of way. Right. Knowing that I forgave you, and knowing, you know what I'm saying, everything. Like, after they you did know, you wrong. Yeah. After all of that, like we don't been through all of that. And you still on that. Come on. You know what I'm saying? So. All right, we got more with Pleasure P. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club from the group Pretty Ricky. And, of course, you might know him from Love and Hip Hop. Pleasure P is in the building. You need a hug, Pleasure P, man. All the stuff you go through, bro. And I've been through a lot, man. <laughs> but I'm still standing. You know are you happy? Of course. I'm, I'm happy to never now because before I had the wrong people around, they were around for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's people who wouldn't even take a picture with me. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Because wow. of what they heard. I don't know, like... I got a 14-year-old son, so I kind of look at him, and that's, like, my inspiration every day to just, you know, keep going and, you know, show him, like, continue to show him what a man looks like and how you deal with right. the world. You know what I'm saying? This business will make you have a breakdown, boy, when things like that happen. If you let it. If you let it. You said you was depressed a little, though. I was. I was. But um, everybody, you know, is light at the end of... You know, every tunnel. When does Love and Hip Hop season two start again? It starts in January, so get ready for the f- You know what I'm saying? There's plenty of f- you, on the show. you know it's going to be some bullshit. Listen, they, they, are, they are the kings of <laughs> editing some sh- Like, I was meeting a girl mm-hmm. at the same time she was cooking for me. Like, these are two separate days mm-hmm. shot on Wow. Me. And you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's TV. You know, I thank, I thank you know, everybody for just even giving me the platform to even do what I'm doing. Have they ever tried to make you do something that you didn't want to do? Like, nah, I'm not they, doing I, that. Nah, of course not. They, they never even asked you? Like, film with Pretty Ricky. I film with them. I don't I don't hate. Like, yeah, it's not a, I don't I don't hate anybody. I'm just telling you the past as of what happened and I'm I'm over that. Is Slickum the bad apple that's spoiling the whole bunch? Nah, he's, he's not. He's not. It's a mixture of him and well, he do whatever <laughs> he wanna do. You know what I'm saying? And Baby Blue has this He's the one that, you know, does the most all the time. Isn't you know his saying? dad was the, his dad was the manager? Yep, his mm-hmm. dad was the manager. What do you mean does the most? Like he always over the top and, you know, just you know, that's just him. You know what I'm saying? He's Daddy been up here. You met Baby Blue when he was up here. Uh, oh yeah, we fought the other day. The other day? What yeah. We, we we did a show in um Arizona. So oh matter of fact, let me tell you the story. Uh-oh. There you go. Oh, so one of my homeboys, he like you know, I, like I do business with him all the time. So I'm like, yo, book the group for whatever, whatever. He books the group, so Baby Blue hangs around all these other guys, and now they, you know, street guys and whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So um, we go into the dressing room. He got somebody there, whatever, like all these dudes that I don't know, whatever, which should be kept separately from, you know, what we're doing behind the scenes. So we, we're going to an after party now. As we walk in the after party, I guess one of the guys kicked off with Slickham. So me, I try to intervene. So dog, he started getting some kind of way with me, and then... I get out of character now. It caused a big uproar, whatever, whatever. So from that, I try to explain to him whatever. He, and he could, like, the only thing he could say is, well, I get money with this man and this, this, and that, and that. And so fast forward to this this show in um, Arizona. In Arizona, I'm like, yo, look, bro, just keep dog away from me. You go in your dressing room, I go in my dressing room. We still going to work and get this money. I think even after that, he went on social media and, and started trying to make it seem like, it was a part of love and hip hop, but some crazy. Shit. It's like, dog, I don't play them kind of games. Like, you got a problem with me? Just call me, bro. I'm not gonna do the whole social media mm-hmm. for attention type of, shit. especially when I'm promoting my single. You changed. Now they worrying about I'm, who, who, who's beefing with Baby Blue or whatever. And then on top of that, it makes the brand look bad mm-hmm. when you're doing this. Mm-hmm. So in the middle of the show, he's tried to he tried to have one of those moments. You know, me and Pleasure, not really. And, and he said that in the middle Whoa. of the show. He, he tried to do this in the middle of the show, so now p- people gonna have out their phones or whatever, whatever. So then, you know, Manny and and, and turns off his mic. It's spectacular. I'm like, no, not right here. So this is the last song. So I walk off stage. He came to my my dressing room, and I just say, yo, just give me my time to get over whatever happened, whatever. Just you know, you you do your thing. I'm gonna do my thing. It's, it's cool. And then he came in my dressing room, and then we fought. Who won? 
Hold on, I so did. no, no, no. So he came to your dressing room and what? He he punched you. He, he said, slapped you. Yo, dog. Notice what I'm saying? No. Then I'm like, yo, yo, get your man's. I'm like, yo, y'all get 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 who, dog. Who, who you talking to? Baby, I'm talking to like security. I'm like, yo, get this man. You know what I'm saying? So when security come, he pushed me. Security and I pushed you. No, he. Hey, oh, he I'm about to say me. nobody likes you on your team. So I just caught him with a couple. Bah, 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 bah. And it was that was it. Three pieces in the. Wood. And then the security broke it up after that. It wasn't really. I would th- like. Oh, I, you just I'm hit him and he kept it moving. Throw him around the room. Nah, it, <laughs> he about baby boo about to get on social media today and say you lying. You ain't I touch swear, him. I swear on my son. I'm not gonna lie, but it happened. You know what I'm saying? I'm just mm-hmm. speaking my truth. You no know three saying? piece. More like two. Two pieces? It was a, it was you a said boom, 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 boom. No, that's three. No, nah, it was... It was so boom, you boom, said, boom. did you guys yeah, fight and then boom, make boom, up like boom, everything's boom, good afterwards? Right, boom, boom. After, yeah, we try to like pretty much make up on the show and all of that stuff, but... You know, it's still not a genuine. It's still not a genuine thing. So what's the next saying? show? What no, listen. Show? Were the cameras rolling during all of this? No, it wasn't. No love in hip hop cameras. This wasn't. This oh, was. Oh, so this was real. This, then. Is, this was real. But what what people try to do, they'll they'll try to incorporate it in the show. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's that kind of what's thing. What's the next show? I'm going to the next show. Um, I'm not really performing with them you right now. You want to go to see man. drama, Envy? Huh? Yes. Absolutely. So we it's see where you and Baby Blue at. What about Slickum? Slickum is the wild, reckless one. We Slick know Slickum. Slickum is cool, man. You know what I'm saying? He just, you know, he need a little help and guidance, and I try my best to, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. do that. Like, I'm, I'm, I try to do my best by everybody. It's just what's done back that I can't really keep accepting. Mm-hmm. I went to Australia and toured for a month, like mm-hmm. maybe like two weeks ago. And um, as I'm sitting over there, I'm analyzing everything. Like, hold on, wait. You was number one. They put out a room with on you to you know, you know cause whatever the situation they was jealous whatever mm-hmm. you lost a lot of shit. you forgave them you know what I'm saying you put it back together you came and you you brought other things to the table you brought love and hip hop to the table you bought like I I didn't do what Omarion did yo if you bring this one on the show you do this one that one that I'm not doing it signing the contract nah I got an opportunity come on you know what I'm saying let's do another album let's let's get back to work slick I'm not doing too good I think a real boss is Everybody that's around you, you know, what I'm at least you make sure you straight, you know, or, or make sure everybody's straight. Why you say he's not doing good? He huh? on drugs, he don't have no money. No, like what he is? got no. He'll tell you he ain't got no money. Like the the situation ain't, you know, not everybody is is meant to be a boss or you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So it's our job to kind of make sure yo we get him on the right track and things like that. You know what I'm saying. So for me, doing this album was more so for just let's do it. I'm all, I'm good. I can tour for the rest of my life, dog. Just. Singing boyfriend number two and did you wrong and you know I go around the world doing it so I'll be all right you know what I'm saying and I got other things I do too so you know but that's how I look at it like everybody got to be straight so it's like let me do one last album one last tour and let's do it and the process behind it is everything that I'm talking about which mm. which is something that I'm not happy about. Who manages right. the group now? Um, we manage it. It's you know I think we probably do need a better. You know, like a one-person type of thing. If we if we were gonna do something, you know what I'm saying. But so you're right not happy now, with your management. Somebody impartial. No, no, no. I'm saying they they like okay. Julian got a model. He got me. You know what I'm saying. Everybody got a lot of other stuff going on. But mm-hmm. to manage pretty Ricky, it it is it takes a lot. Right. Did Spectacular do y'all social media for the last project? He do the social media for yeah for every project. Okay, I'm just making sure. Yeah. I mean that's his company, so I would want hope he did that for his own group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It benefits he, him too. Is he good at what he does? Um, I think so. I think he, you know, he good at the Facebook thing and, and things like that. Like I like as soon as he said I got a social media company, I let him do my Facebook. I got mm-hmm. like five million, you know what I'm saying, followers. It pay me every month, but you know, I, I let him do that. That's yeah, cool. He 
That's good money at Facebook. Little, little, little money, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I can't really talk too much because they yeah. they gonna they gonna put that out in court. Uh-huh. Yo, so in at the Breakfast Club, at this you said that you make this amount of money. You mm-hmm. said that you spent this amount of money in. Yeah, yeah, Breakfast Club interviews have come up in a lot it's, of courtrooms. It's, it's yeah. up every every everything. So I just I don't post nothing. I just I'm chill. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us, brother. Pleasure P Thanks presents. for having me, man. Pleasure EP, P, man. EP, EP out right now. Get the EP. And Love and Hip Hop in January. All of that. Yeah, man. Appreciate right. it. Well, it's The Breakfast Club. It's Pleasure P. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. But I do want to correct a mistake earlier that that was actually Barbara Streisand and not Bette Midler and Meet the Fockers. Everybody's right. Oh, so it was Barbara Streisand instead of Bette Midler. Yeah, that was in Meet the Fuckers. Big well, mistake. Well, Sorry, guys. Well, yeah, it's okay. We all look alike to them. They all look alike to us. <laughs> that was my mistake. I'm sorry. I love you, Barbara. She's from Brooklyn. All right, now let's talk about G Herbo. Now, if you remember, G Herbo was on lip service and he had some things to say about his relationship. You know, they have a newborn baby. Everybody loves to see the two of them together. And here's what he had to say when he was on lip service. So my girl trying to do this fight. She crazy. You know what? Y'all need to have a conversation because it could end up really bad. Like, it no, could end uh, up... I ain't gonna, it ain't going to end up... No, I'm, like that. no, I'm just saying because it could be somebody else called the cops. Like, anything could happen. And it could be something that escalates too much. You, sir, have to I always make sure you de-escalate. No but on some real sh- y'all should probably... Because you have a kid now. Yeah. So it probably would be helpful for you guys to just at least work on those things because you guys love each other. Like, she'll get mad. She'll be yelling, like, with my son in her hand. Like, she right there fight me already. Well, now his uh, his child's mother is going on social media. I guess they did break up. She said, I'm single. I'm only addressing this because you weak ass hoes, effing folks, and I'm not going to lie. It's embarrassing because y'all so weak, so I don't want y'all to think y'all effing my N-word. F at your own risk. So I guess she's like, I don't want to be embarrassed, and people think we're still in a relationship. So that's the only reason I'm publicly letting y'all know that I'm single right now. Oh, I got you. That makes sense. Wouldn't you do that? I guess, I guess if you were dating a high-profile person, you would do that, right? Right, there's uh, sleeping with other people. I don't want people to think we're still together. She said, honestly, what's most embarrassing is the N-word out here effing hoes that look up to me. Even if it wasn't uh, a high-profile person, if you was in school or something, you'd let everybody in school know we ain't together no more. They can do what they want to do. Right. Well, they have a very feisty relationship, so uh, they have broken up and gotten back together. It feels like quite a few times, so maybe they'll work through this as well. All right, Tina Turner, a musical based on her life is coming to Broadway. And I'm, by the way, very excited about that because my mom actually used to love Tina Turner when I was growing up. So I know like every Tina Turner song. So I'll definitely be going to check that out. I love Tina Turner, but I'm not sure we need that only because of the greatness that is What's Love Got to Do With It. One of the most classic biopics of all time. I don't know why Angela Bassett and Lawrence Fishburne did not both win Oscars for those roles. But that I don't know if we need that. Well, wouldn't you want to turn something that classic into a Broadway play like they do all the time? I don't know. It I'm deserves honest, it, man. You know the songs so are phenomenal. Tina Turner was a great dancer. Listen, I love what's got love got to do with it. The movie, but if you watch it now, it's very triggering. <laughs> you be, you be like, I be cringing. Like, God damn, Mike, no, man. So I don't know if I want to see that. On, if they, they probably but it's sure really that what happened. I don't know. We'll see. All right. And um, let's talk about Nicki Minaj. She's starting her own merch line. Now, the other day, we took a picture at the iHeartRadio Festival. And shout out to Mike Kaiser. He had on his Cardi B merch. And is a picture of her with a knot on her head from the Fashion Week party where uh, her and Nicki Minaj, I guess she threw a shoe at Nicki. And then somehow she got elbowed in the head. She has her own merch coming. Well, it looks like Nicki Minaj has hers as well. She posted a picture of a bag and it says, Nikki, stop my bag. So that's her way, I guess, of throwing some shade back at Cardi because uh, 
Cardi's claiming that Nicki Minaj was trying to stop her bag. I don't know if Nick, I don't know if Nicki stopped her bag, but the police definitely investigated Cardi over what Nicki Minaj said on Queen Radio. So is she gonna get a bag that says "Hi, I'm an informant"? Whoa! Hey. I'm just saying. Well, I'm damn. Just saying. <laughs> if you see something, say something. <laughs> what is she gonna do? Like, what's she gonna do next? All right, and shout out to Ti. Let's not forget his album "Dime Trap" is out today. So make sure y'all go cop that. Also, Dave East and Styles P, their beloved album project, joint project, is out today as well. And I think uh, Ghostface has an album out today also. Well, you know Ghostface Killer is my favorite MC of all time. The Lost Tapes. T.I. is one of my top seven favorite MCs of all time. And I rock with Styles and Dave East, so I got some good gym music for the week. Yes, you put Styles P definitely above Mace. It's not, even, it's not even close. I know, I know. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to bring it up again. <laughs> All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Yes, and uh, DJ Envy is coming up with the People's Choice Mix. Uh, I would tell y'all the phone number and have y'all call in to request a song, but why would I lie to you? Well, don't do that. You know, DJ Envy is nominated for a BET Hip Hop Award, and that's going down this weekend in Miami. So a lot of people, I'm in Atlanta right now, are actually leaving Atlanta to go to Miami for the BET Hip Hop Awards, and DJ Envy's nominated for DJ of the Year. Very true. Well, uh, <laughs> DJ Envy's People's Choice Mix is coming up next. It's The Breakfast Club.